Welcome back to the Justin Salemeyer Photography Podcast. I am still here with Missy, and I want to talk about differentiating yourself in the industry um, because I feel like, as it's been shown, Missy, your stuff just actually looks different <laughs> than other people's. Um, and in some sense, there's like a similar, like a right now, I think the trend that I'm seeing is kind of a moodiness. We were light and airy for a little while. It's been a little bit more dramatic yeah. recently. We got a lot of like brown tones recently, kind of like yeah. a, a darker moody, but not, yeah. not desaturating the yellows and the oranges. Correct. And I think the thing is that, uh, I think you and I both have a fair amount of work that is in that vein, Yeah. but it isn't yeah. one preset applied across the board. Right. You know I mean? Right. Um, and I think that you've, you've been doing a lot of, and I mean, maybe most of your people don't know this, but some tasteful Photoshop work <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, on a lot of your images in a place where right now in the industry, uh, there's a lot of people that have never opened Photoshop. So they're, you know, if it's a shoot, pop it in Lightroom, yeah. hit, hit that preset button, yeah. export, you know, so some of your stuff looks more epic because you're able to push it Just a little bit a further. Little bit of- Correct extra to it just a little bit more so um so i want to get i want to jump right in i before we fully get going i have to uh acknowledge that I, I posted something on my instagram about how i have no sponsors and scott mathis is sponsoring this podcast with a donation of five dollars or a purchase of five dollars so this is a thank you scott uh for being such a a great sponsor and we we appreciate it here on the podcast all right um and we're back. <laughs> um, actually, I listened to a podcast the other day, and they didn't have any sponsors, but they kept taking breaks. Like that, like someday they'll put the sponsors in. <laughs> I was like, oh man, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, so, Missy, one of the things that struck me in talking to you is one way that you, in particular, differentiate yourself is that you. It seems like when I reference a handful of things, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I feel like one way that you've differentiated yourself from the industry is that you are not connected to the industry. Correct. Um, and I think that it sounds like, but you have a background. You went to school for photography. You worked at a portrait studio. And so it seems like there's been like a 10-year hiatus. Yeah. Which is when it got, when it's gotten weird and annoying and pyramid scheming yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So... Uh, my guess is that a lot of the, a lot of the business decisions you've made, you've arrived at logically through experience and through mistakes. experience and mistakes, not based off of like, well, you bought the jazz and star, yeah. how to make a million dollar, um, educational right. thing, whatever. So tell me about that a little bit. Well, uh, you're right. When I started out, there was no Pinterest. There was no Facebook business page. If you wanted to find a photographer, you, and there really wasn't SEO on Google either. You just couldn't find anybody. My mom bought me photography books. Um, I do remember way back when, um, uh, Kelly Ryden, she's a newborn photographer from Omaha was on good morning America. Okay. And they were changing the game of newborn photography. And I remember that was the first person that I was like, Oh, I want to look up her and, and, and see more about her. But so I never really had that foundation of find a photographer, obsess over them, take their workshop, do exactly what they did, have a successful <laughs> business plan. I didn't have that. Yeah. Mine was trial and error. Is this working? No, let's find something that does work. Yeah. So that's just where I'm comfortable and that's where I, I am. I just so, kept following it. Okay, then practically today, um, are you like for me i'm probably on instagram an hour and a half a day and i've had to like curate where i've unfollowed i mean i follow a handful of my friends around here and a lot of them are photographers but i've deliberately tried to mainly follow incredible people or really obscure people yes um because a lot of my inspiration i don't want it to be just like you correct yeah you know i want to and i want to work with people outside of my genre i want to work with people you know so for you, how does that work? Is that kind of how it is? Or? Same thing for me. I I will, out of respect, like someone's page and then push unfollow. Okay. Because I know how important it is to show support for everyone. Correct. But I follow people like Ben Sasso, mm-hmm. who is so weird. Yeah. But I enjoy seeing that in my news feeds. Yeah. Um, I'll follow people like 
India Earl, who's yeah. kind of similar. Um, Sue Bryce. Yeah, Sue she's, Bryce is a master. She's amazing, but she's not my style. But I enjoy art. I don't want to see everything that I'm already doing. Yep. I want to see stuff that makes me think outside my realm. So I am very deliberate about what goes through my news feeds. Mm-hmm. It's tasty videos. And, you know, like the food. Yeah. I like that. And (laughs) photographers that do not have my style. Yeah. So I just think that's important because for me, I can subconsciously copy someone. Kind of like a mockingbird in that way. Yeah. And so when I need to find inspiration, I look outside photography. You know, dresses, locations, themes, colors. That's what. And then I feel better about having an authentic outcome. Rather than I looked up a specific pose by a specific photographer and just did that. Yeah. I don't think there's any happiness in that. I did that recipe in the beginning of my career. Yeah. I bought a baby book of a photographer and tried to copy that to a T. And I found myself very unfulfilled. Yeah. And wanting to quit. And felt like I was being controlled by either my clients or what I thought I should be doing. And so now I don't do what I think I should be doing or what other people might like I just do what happens yeah I just show up and I do it and what happens happens do you do you think there are like okay so you and I both have a real interest in teaching and one of the things that is part of teaching most other (laughs) genres like I play guitar when you first learn guitar, you learn everybody else's songs. You don't right. start by playing right. your own stuff. Yes. And so if you were, you know, if uh, some great guitar player can be annoyed that everybody yeah. just plays their song all the yeah, time. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, but that's the whole point when you start is that you practice and you you learn how to do something else exactly first. Right, right. And then hopefully at some point, like, so to me, there's a, the natural process of like, Oftentimes when I see somebody knocking off somebody else's work, it says more about where they are in their career. You're in They're the like, training you're process. In, yeah, you're yeah. in the learning how to do exactly right. like somebody else right yeah. now. You're not in the d- developing your own work. There are cover bands. So there are people that say, hey, I like the attention that I yeah. get from yeah. playing somebody else's songs all right. the time. And there are photographers that are really good at taking what somebody else is doing and saying, I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there's people that want to write their own music. There's people that write their own music very poorly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's people that write their own music really, really well. Yeah. And so I think both you and I are aspiring to be people that write our own, you know, visual yeah. music yes. really, really well. Yes. I probably often fall into writing bad music. Yeah. <laughs> and I occasionally knock off myself because it's easier <laughs> to go to the same spots where you know yeah. work yeah. and yeah. do a shot that, you know what I mean? Right. So it's hard to walk into every session and say, how do I make this yeah. so different than anyone's ever right. seen? Because at the end of the day, in some sense, most of our clients aren't even wanting that. They see something yeah. cool and they're like, "Can you do that for put me? me in a boat, you know yeah, what I mean? Or yeah. whatever that right. is. Um, and I feel like I'm competitive enough and I think you are, or competitive slash like artistic enough that you're like, I, I did that. I'm not, I don't. Yes. I don't want my signature to be, you know, an overhead shot with a drone of everybody right. in the boat. And, and... I'm fortunate enough that my clients don't ask me to do things. Seniors do. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite. Sorry, aside. I love your work, and I love it how it looks different than anybody else. I want to do something totally different than anybody else. What do you think about a white dress with a field of flowers? And maybe I'll bring a chair. Like, Wait a moment. That's literally exactly what everybody else wants. Okay, yeah. sorry. I think seniors, at, yeah, seniors ask that. They're very specific. I have some senior girls who don't even bring any of their clothes. They wear everything I have, really? and they're like, just do whatever you want. Okay. And then I have some senior girls who are, are very specific about what they want. And I just think that's a... A teenager thing. Correct. Um, I really describe photography as like pizza. Okay. And how at the foundation of it, it's pizza. But really, everybody likes their pizza differently. And I believe that you can be inspired by someone who is similar to you, but striving to put your signature on it. And I feel like that's where people are missing the mark. They're not searching for... What message are they trying to get across? Who am I really? Where do I want to be? And I think they're so nervous about they want to be the best photographer. They want to get, 
whatever they want to be recognized that they're missing the mark of being authentic and happy and what the definition of successful is to them. Yeah. And successful is to me is me being happy with my business and my work. I don't care if everyone knows me. I don't care if I have a hundred likes on my picture on Facebook. Who cares? I'm happy with my work right now. So that's success to me. I think that people need to, they're not thinking right. They're not seeing it right. They want to be successful to everybody else. Mm -hmm. They want to be the best. They want to have all a thousand likes. They need to flip their mindset. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier to be authentic when you don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. The, my Instagram, there, there's a test that rolled out and they've removed like count. So I have a lot of friends that like their stuff. You can still see how many people like everything. Oh, my, right, mine's yeah. gone. Really? So it's been interesting for me because if I get more than one like, it's just going to say this person <laughs> and others liked it. Isn't that interesting? Did it change the way you well, thought of Yeah, Instagram? so I've just been posting when I wanted to because it doesn't really matter to me. Like, I'm not going to... Okay, so I have 6,000 followers, 67, something like that. And I only get... If I've like got a great post, it's like 500. Yeah. That's like a great post. Like a newborn baby in my family, that's 1,000. Yeah. A great post is 500. 200s like relatively average between yeah. 100 and 200 is yeah. average that's interesting that they shut off your likes it's kind of amazing though i feel like there's such a like freedom in it where yeah. like i don't know if somebody likes your photo i'm not comparing right oh well you got 1200 like yeah. um so I, I i assume that that is the way it's gonna go yeah um and if that goes that way then it's kind of like well actually it has more to do with when I see your work. It's like, well, do I like it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that maybe a bunch of other people are. Or yeah. If it's being fed to me, then probably it's doing well with the algorithm. Yeah. But there's been a real freedom for me on that when you take away like the, I mean, this weird scoring system right, right. that um, that I always feel like is so biased in the sense that like if I have a beautiful picture of a 22-year-old girl, my buddies who are 35 and married can't like it you yeah, know what i mean yeah. or yeah my wife is going to be like <laughs> why is she wearing you know what why is she wearing so it's really hard for us to be yeah but like but you post a photo of a dog and it's like well who hates dogs right, you know or right. something like that or yeah i've never let likes influence me because people never like the photos Correct. that i like well and isn't it funny though that like you can do something and then all the people come up to me without ever mentioning, like, I'll have a post that does terrible. All the people come up to me and reference that they saw it. Yeah. So it's like, well, people are still seeing your stuff, right. even if they don't like it. Yeah. And they can, they do or don't like it for random reasons, but it doesn't mean you're not being noticed or seen right, right. automatically. Yeah. That's a, matter. that's a weird one for me. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I want to kind of talk about some of the things in your business that you do differently. Um, so one of them, the first one I've established is that you, and we, we'll get into it a little bit more in a bit, but you're actually doing Photoshop work because you know how to, things yeah, like that. Yeah. But tell me about your booking. So the other day I saw this, that you, you open up your schedule for the year mm-hmm. and you, what you booked in like a few hours. Is that what you decided? Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> so, okay. So you booked, you said you earlier, you said you do two sessions a week. Mm-hmm. And then does that like start in April or May or do you do it year round? Um, yeah, so I will allow winter bookings okay. from the previous year just to give me a couple people a couple months to book for like, so I did okay. my winter sessions. I booked those in like the fall of 2019. But then I release my dates for the rest of the year in one day mm-hmm. um, just because people are constantly asking me to book, book, book. So I, I, um, I go through Iris works. I can go through and I can say what time and what days. Mm-hmm. So they go on and they choose the day and they book. So and do they, do you collect deposit or full yes, payment at that time? The deposit. Deposit. Okay. So I take a $200 deposit and then they pay the rest of that anytime up until their session. Okay. Um, this year the system failed me because I, uh, last year I did it where they booked, then they got an invoice email to them, but then I had people not paying and then I had to badger them about, yeah. okay, your session date is canceled now because you didn't pay your booking fee. So this year I thought I'll have them pay their booking fee before they check out. Mm-hmm. Well, the system was letting everybody book. 
And so I had like 15 people book June 24th. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was chaotic and crazy. I again need to reevaluate how I'm booking because it didn't work. Uh, I'm again, I, I run my business in beta. So I'm constant, I'm flexible. If it didn't work, let's figure out something else. If, if my clients liked it, okay, let's figure out a way to make it better. Yeah. So that's how I'm booking. I release, I, I book weddings anytime, obviously, but like family, maternity, um, those kinds of things I'll book in that year. I do keep, I don't overbook myself. So I have those booking dates set knowing that if an amazing session comes up, I can take it. You can add add to it. Okay. Crazy. So then, um, how many sessions then are you trying to do a year of these like bookable online ones? Ideally, I would like to take 60 a year. Okay. But I end up taking a hundred or more. Okay. Just because there's always that session yeah, yeah, where yeah, you're no, like, I, that, I gotta take it. That sounds amazing. It sounds fun. I think the other part for me too is that it's like, I want to be at a price point that's, it's like, well, hey babe, Somebody wants to pay me 600 bucks tonight. Should I go do it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We can go out to eat. It's nice to be able 20 to... 20 times. <laughs> if we do, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm gone for the next two hours... Groceries all around. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's nice because I can take pictures here at yeah, my house. Yeah, that's fair. So, I'm... Yeah, a- so that would be it. That would be, if we're adding a list of differentiating yourself in the industry. Yeah. yeah. So, you're using the resource. So, you have this beautiful property. How many acres? 28. 28 acres. Yeah. And you've got all sorts of stuff on here set right. up for this. And your exciting news, you're building... We're building a studio this year. Okay. So I, I, I told my husband, I kind of had like a little bit of a hissy fit. And I said, I've been doing this for 13 years. I deserve a office yeah. kind of a thing. And he's like, absolutely you do. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I thought this <laughs> I was going to go poorly. No. <laughs> yeah, he's like, absolutely you do. Um, so we're going to just build a metal building at the top with yep. ideal lighting. Yep. Um, it'd also be where my mom stays when she comes and spends the night. Yep. But it's it uh, it's it's nice because I've gotten to the point in my business where I can just do that. And that's where you'll do all the fine art nudes? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I that, just wanted to see your face. Yeah. <laughs> You want to see me blush. Uh, yeah, I got one person to take a naked picture, and now everyone's like... Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> no it, fine art news. Please don't call me for that. It was photoshopped. It was all photoshopped. Just no. a naked baby, uh, person. Um, no, I... The, because I'm doing more and more mentoring, Yeah. I would like a place where people don't have to sit at my kitchen table Agreed. and do stuff. Also, I do want... I, since I like the maternity and the motherhood... I would like to do those year round and yeah, do that and in a dedicated studio. space and yeah. a safe space. And, and you then can I don't have, the I can thing. separate my business from my home. Great. Right now I edit here, my client classes is here. I just want a separate place. Great. So, I mean, I feel like for me, that was, that is the biggest reward I could, I could ever get is there was something about having a studio space for myself. And now I'm a legitimate yeah. photographer instead of working out of my home and, sitting at the couch with my laptop. I've wrestled with that. And then what I found, because I've rented studios for longer periods of time, is that in most cases I got bored with the space or I found the space limiting. But I've never been able to like curate the whole space myself. And it's not even so much shooting in it. It's just having that space where, you know, like today we could have been doing it in the studio, you know, having this meeting in the studio or having mentoring stuff in the studio, but also having the option to have somewhere to shoot. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't like studio work as much, Mm. um, as I do outside. I prefer outside, um, shoots. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we're just going to have the Amish build it. Yeah. And, uh, we're, I'm just going to put a lot of windows in it and sweet. See what happens. It's going to be exciting. Um, you a lot of your work has similar vibe, so I'm just curious. Do you sell your presets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, why? Uh, why is that? I. <laughs> <laughs> but you do you have some sort of preset kind of starting point? I do. I've, oh, every single, you have a preset. <laughs> every single photo has an 
saved edit. Let's call yeah. it that. I like that word it's better. It's called a preset. It's a saved All right, edit. Guys, while I am here, I am going to sneak onto her computer <laughs> and I will get them for us, okay? Um, I have a saved edit and I only do that so that I can be consistent. Obviously, that ed- edit is tweaked. Yeah, because totally, not, every time. Not every, time. every photo has the same color. Not yep. every photo has the same light. So it needs to be tweaked. Um, but... Uh, with the risk of making people mad, I do understand that there is a market for presets. Yeah. And it's a big market. And I am not against anyone selling their presets. But I, for the first half of my business, used presets. Yeah. And started scrolling through my Facebook feeds and seeing other people's work that looked like my work. Yeah. Or vice versa. My work was looking like... And I was like, why? But you and I... Okay, so when I was talking to you about how we wanted to do this, I was saying that uh, my last episode I did with Austin got kind of boring because we agree on everything. So there was no like fire or spark where we were disagreeing. And so I said, well, is there anything we disagree on? And the reality is like, I think that there's not that much. And one of the things that I think you and I are both really passionate about is like, I really believe internally that the majority of people have something to say. Yes. And as a photographer, I want to see what you have to say. And I want to see your own perspective, right. your own thoughts, your own work. Yeah. And so the goal for when you mentor, the goal for what if I get into it is that I want to make not like a miniature me, but I want to make I want to empower someone to like to uh, to give a microphone to their voice and like yeah. learn how to use the their own voice. The freedom to do yeah. their own artistic expression. Correct. Which not every artistic expression is rewarded monetarily the same. Right, right, right. But in some sense, there's some freedom when like maybe you realize that the stuff that you like to shoot will never make any money. And so you can stop failing at making money because it was never made to right. make, you know, I mean, if you love right. to take pictures of yeah. bluebirds in your backyard, it's like that may not be that profitable for you. I there's don't know. A, there's a whole market of 60 year old men who are taking pictures <laughs> and they are so happy doing Correct. it. And that's uh, I was down by the bridge the other day and it's where all the bald eagles are right now. Yeah. And they're like fighting in the air. And I saw a whole bunch of really expensive lenses down there. It's like, so some, somewhere these guys are spending 15, $20,000 on yeah. lenses. Um, to take pictures of bald eagles, but yeah. I've never met one of these guys that's like, I'm a professional bald eagle photo- photographer. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but a lot of this to say, um, both of you are my goal, is to develop people into being themselves, not Absolutely. us. And so sometimes the, the critique with presets is that they... Um, They never actually train you how to deal with color. It's when I've mentored in editing, I've always had to walk someone through how to use the preset that they're using because they've only just slapped it on. And I'm like, no, let's open this window and this is how you can make it look better. These sliders, this is what this means. And I have to explain to them that's where a preset fails. A, A newer photographer who doesn't understand what the preset just did yep. or how to correct what it just did wrong. And it's kind of false advertising. If I were to post an amazing photo I just took and said, buy the preset I used here. <laughs> and then they buy that preset, but it didn't make their photo did look amazing. Yeah, correct. But cause that's not most people's issue. Most people's issue is not that they're taking incredible photos Right. That just need a little bit of color tweaking. Right. Most people's issue is that they don't know how to take great photos. They're relying on a quick fix. Correct. And you can add... Most precepts, presets, I think, create a vibe. Correct. And if you're not shooting with that vibe, it doesn't work. Or so you have this... Like when I look at a lot of people, I see people that... Okay. There are a few tricks that you can do to make your stuff look good that when it's not that good. Right. You can have like cool posing. Yeah. You can take pictures of really attractive people. <laughs> yes. But um, that doesn't make you a good photographer. Right. So in some sense, like if we, if I took pictures of like uh, sweet Ferraris. Yeah. You might be like, wow. Yeah. This cool guy's car, awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah. But like the, they might be 
bad pictures of Ferraris in the same sense that if I took a photo of Kim Kardashian walking quickly away from me in an airport, yeah, be like, oh my gosh, that's Kim Kardashian. It's like, well, it's a terrible picture of yeah, her, yeah, but the content in it is interesting to other people, right, right. So I think a lot of times what we're uh, a preset actually can be a great tool, yeah, when all the work. <laughs> Yeah. Before you put the preset on right. is done really, really well. And Instagram filters have taken away the value of a preset because, I, I mean, I've had people in the past say, what filter do you use? And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, if you really want to burn me, that's a burn. Yeah. So every, I don't want to be doing something that's attainable. I've done Correct. an edit. I've curated this, the coloring, the all that kind of stuff Yeah. that doesn't look like anybody else and the motivation behind not selling my preset is why would I want other people's stuff to look like my stuff yeah I I there's no amount of money that you could give me that would make me want to have my work look like everybody else's work do you use off-camera flash no ever no Great. sometimes if it's dark in the church I have a flash an off-camera flash and I have like this donut type Soft thing, okay. soft box that I use. Oh, yeah, you sound like you use it a lot and understand. This donut type <laughs> donut thing, type I don't thing. even. It, that's what it looks like, and I get really weird Shop looks. Shop talk. But it does make the flash look much great. And it, great. Whatever, but no. Um. So, hold on. You just said that you don't want other people's stuff to look like yours, but you do some mentoring. Yes. So when I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm asking leading questions. I'm trying to provoke you. Uh, it's very provoking. Um, <laughs> yes. So when I'm doing mentoring, the basis of my mentoring is to consult them on how to be better as themselves. So yeah. I'm not walking them through. For example, if we did a mentoring photo shoot, I would say, this is what I do. And then I would say, now I want you to step in and do what you do. And then tell me what you don't like about what you're doing. So I would have them take a picture. I'd have them pose the people, take the picture, and we'd look at the picture. And I'd say, tell me what you don't like about it. Mm -hmm. Tell me where you want it to be. And I will help you get there. And you do all these mentoring in really cool locations with models? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do the I do the um, most of my mentoring sessions on my property again. Yeah. And most of the models are photographers in my mentoring group. Okay. So I just asked the ladies in my mentoring group, hey, you want to be a model family? And cool. so they're real people. I walk them through the process that I would use. I've had photographers who say, I have no interest in styling my clients. I'm like, then great. Cool. Tell them to show up however they want. And yeah. we will work around that. I do not, I want them to understand my process and then look at it and say, I don't like that. I do like that. How can I make it my own? Okay. I feel like that's important to actually learn how to be your own person and own business person. Sweet. I, I like that a lot. Um, one of my, okay, let's, let's talk about Photoshop stuff. Um, if you are, how many files are you delivering to a, like a fan for a family session? It depends, but I promise 75. Okay. Sometimes it can be up to 200. Same. Okay, then in that, I mean, it seems like the stuff that you're known for, like the things, if I'm thinking about your work, it, there's a handful of it that's really authentic, but the stuff that like stands out is like the stuff that is like pushed a little bit. Like that dress seems a little flowier than the ones that I've seen <laughs> oh, or yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of, if, if you're delivering 75 photos, is it one of them that's like, push like that or are you delivering 25 in the series that all have like the dress super crazy like are you no uh, if i am liquefying yeah one then i'm liquefying them all really so i go into that with the intent of okay missy if you're gonna do this you have to do it to them all you're okay. not just gonna deliver one epic photo and the rest just looks subpar so when i have a vision while i'm taking it I have the intent of doing that. And if it takes a little bit more time, it's worth it to me yeah, yeah. to give them those photos. I'm not going to liquefy all 200. Yeah. But most of the time when I'm doing an epic dress picture, we didn't spend too much time with that dress. Yeah. So when I'm doing the sparkler pictures, um, the sparkler pictures look pretty much like that out of camera because I use that prism. Yeah. Um, but if I want to make it more symmetrical or if the videographer's camera got in the way, it's real easy to put an overlay sparkler over that yep. just to add a little bit more sparkle. Yep. And yes, I am doing that to all the sparkler pictures, okay. not just one. Um, there's a 
podcast I was listening to this last week with a photographer named Clayne Gassel. Okay. And it, it it's pretty crazy. So he his shtick is that he wants to give every wedding one photo that tells the whole story of the day. Oh, okay. So he mainly does destination. So he'll go to like Dubai. Mm-hmm. He'll scout for a day or two. He'll spend a bunch of time getting to know the couple. And then he wants... He has a team that shoots the day of the wedding. Oh, wow. So he has like all the photo J stuff like they all do. Yeah. But that morning or the night before or something, he's like, I'm going to take you guys for four hours. We're going to go into the middle of the desert. And I want a picture of you standing on this desert yeah. with Dubai in the background. And he's like, because realistically, you're going to po- you're going to print right. one huge yes. photo. Yeah. So like his commitment is that he has to give this epic photo yeah. for every wedding. Yeah. But he, all he really does is one photo. I love that. I want that job. It's so cr- like, yeah, isn't that amazing? Cause you're like, I would get tired of doing 25 of them. Yeah. But if I could say like, how do you take the essence of everything that's happening here yeah. today and everything you've done yeah. and connect it to one I, I love that. I kind of feel like I'm doing that in a way without, I didn't realize I was doing that. That's why I brought it up because it seems more like yeah. what you're doing than. I didn't realize I was doing that, but I am in a way because I, especially during a wedding day, you don't have a lot of control. So mm-hmm. I always try to find something that makes a picture that I can make really unique and solidify that you got that artistic picture. Cause I feel like people expect that from me and yeah. I expect that from myself. Yeah. So I always find something there that we can do. And most of the time it's a sparkler picture, but if we're not doing a sparkler picture, I always try and ask the bride to do something crazy or weird. Um, but I like that a photo that yeah. defines just the, the whole, day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I am that way. One of my, so I do about 35 weddings a year and I'll do something like, like last year, I think I did eight at Glen Oaks. And so it's hard for me some days to walk in and feel like, yeah, I want to give them that photo of that, you know, half circle window. Cause it's like, I, we've shot that half circle yeah. window a million times, yeah. but the reality is that it's a great photo right? and I need to shoot it every single time. Right. Um, but it's hard to but, find the authenticity yeah. for yourself. And yeah. like last year, I think I did three at Glen Oaks in June. <laughs> so you're like, I'm, I'm here next week. I'm here the week after that. Yep. Um, and in some cases I'm with like the same vendor. So I'm yeah. with the same florist that next week, you know. So I have like a commitment to myself that I guess is probably pretty self-serving is that I don't ever want to do the same thing twice. Right. Yeah. But the crazy part is that my clients don't yes. care. It's not like, unless I'm doing like two best friends that are getting married, but two best friends would never get married at the same place. Yeah. Back. You, you'll go to people's Instagrams. And so there's this uh, photographer in Australia and she's known for her beach maternity. And they always wear those maternity gowns that are flowy. Yeah. Every single picture she has on there, they're all beautiful, but it's all the same. Hmm. But that's why her clients go to her. Correct. They want, they want, I want that, picture. but me in it. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And I love that. But picture, that isn't what but I don't, I don't want, want to, want to do, do that, that either. I don't want to do that either. And I'm lucky enough that my clients just let me do whatever I want. And when I get back to the computer, I'm, I have my post processing thing that I go through, but I like to have that creativity of, I'm going to add more sparkles to this yeah. because I want to mm-hmm. and they'll love it because they trust me kind of a thing. So I like to have that freedom. I don't like to be stuck with same thing, same thing over and over and over. I think your commitment to, I mean, like, I feel like y- your stuff has had like this epicness to it. And there's moments where it's clearly symmetric enough that I'm like, I know that there weren't equal number of people standing over here with sparklers is there i've never done that not uh i guess i'm saying some of it's too good where it's like it can't be like there's just no way that it was just exactly so it's like there's a little bit of help to it but that's what yeah that's what you want i've always kind of told people that like i want to be i want my color to be honest enough but i want to recreate how it felt Right. Not how it was. Right. So I don't want to, to me, it never felt like being blown out. So I very rarely like yeah. blow out yeah. stuff. Um, I always feel like if you remember a sunset, you're never like, oh my gosh, the colors were kind of muted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're yeah, kind of like, exactly. they were incredible. So it's like my tendency would be to push because yeah. I want to recreate 100%. how it. It is interesting how we see it as we take it. Yeah. And then we get back and we're like, I don't remember the sun being that dull they're yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. that's gonna have to get photoshopped because it felt yeah and, and especially when you're in these like 
huge moments with people yeah. or you're creating this beautiful space with these yeah. people it feels it really right. feels that good yeah and we give ourselves so much in a session where like i i want i want the final image to look like this yeah. because it really seemed that way and we were i am excited. really bothered by in pictures if there's something that's distracting to me okay so i will edit out phone poles yeah, and, and like garbage cans or if there's one weed sticking up those things but, bother but me but that is the essence of what we're doing is that we're trying to say like if you're if the photo is trying to tell the story of like this is a mom nursing mm-hmm. in the middle of the woods nothing matters yeah what's happening here in the middle of the shot is the most important thing right, that's happening right. and there wasn't a phone pole to the yeah, mom yeah even though there is in the yeah, photo now yeah. but it's like it had nothing that has nothing to do with what's happening so right. i don't ever feel like i have a if i'm trying to create like this one epic shot i never have like a moral issue with like removing some things yeah on the other hand, if I'm doing like photo J while the girl's getting ready and you're saying, I want like an accurate picture of the room where the bride's right. getting ready, I don't mind 25 coffee exactly. cups on the table because yeah. that is part of the story. Yeah. And that's how I shoot my weddings. It's more of a documentary because they'll be like, do you want us to clean up? I'm like, no, I love Correct. that there's a bra next to a champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. I think that tells the story. So I feel like it just depends on what I'm trying to convey. What you're trying to that, communicate. Yeah. And that's... And your edit and your color and all those things should supplement what you're trying to do in that photo. Right. I don't like the idea of saying, I edit everything. Yeah. If you don't need to yeah. or the, yeah, that makes... I I've, I've heard some photographers say they don't touch each photo. It's just zoom and I'm done. <laughs> it's like, that would drive me nuts. I'd yeah. be so paranoid that I missed something. I need to touch every single photo. I feel yeah. like I owe my clients that. To go through those photos and make sure that I didn't make any mistakes and make sure every crop is correct and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that I have to go through and add sparklers on every single photo. Yeah. But I make sure that but every you did. photo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm with five. You. Just five. <laughs> I'm joking with you. <laughs> um, where like where are your sources of inspiration? I feel like in talking, it's like I don't I don't feel like you're a, uh, you're not like a junkie of like, well, I love this and I love that. Yeah. Like you don't, No, it I'm just not. seems like I don't the really... way that life kind of like comes to you. You're like, oh, let's just go do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I am kind of just a go with the flow and what this might inspire me this week. It might not be that yeah. the next week. Um, I try to like, it's winter right now. So the snow is inspiring me and certain colors that would look good in the snow are going to inspire me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, I know there's specific artists that come to mind like Georgie O'Keefe. And, uh, when I was little, I liked Ann Gettys. I just like color mm-hmm. and I like over the top. Uh, I, if I could wear a dress, you know, if I could redo my wedding, it would be this amazing dress with sparkles and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like my clients who come to me are like love extra also. Yeah. So I like adding that extra, making that photo look super dramatic, adding, yeah. adding an overlay because that, I feel like it. That's like music, you know, like I had a couple that sat down with me the other day and they're like, when we saw that you went to these crazy places, we knew we had to work with you. Yeah. And they're like, in our group, we're the ones that are a little bit extra. And yeah. I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Give me the people that are extra. They just, they just texted me and they're like, we're looking at Airbnbs in this crazy spot where we're... So, yeah, that that is... I uh, My commitment, like my position statement as a photographer is always like beauty first. I yeah. want something that's how it felt larger than life. Yeah. And when I think about your work, what dro- drives draws me to your work is your landscapes, whether there's a person in it or not, <laughs> yeah. they're amazing to me because I can't take a landscape picture. I can see it with my eye and be like, that's really pretty. And then when I take a picture, <laughs> I'm funny. like, what happened? That's- you are so good at taking a beautiful location and then putting someone in it and still making me feel like, that's me there. Hmm. That's what I really like about your work. That's cool to hear. I, I've been thinking, there's a podcast I listened to a few weeks ago with the editor from Rangefinder. And she was saying that about 10 years ago it switched where before 10 years ago a wedding photographer was like not a respected yeah, yeah. position. Yeah. And you and I both 
walked into this where it's like it's kind of all of a sudden gotten cool to be a wedding photographer where it it wasn't right in 2010 like the wedding singer correct yeah yeah it was a joke you know and she said you know one of the crazy parts about a wedding photographer is you need to be a landscape photographer a photojournalist uh editorial Mm -hmm. family food still life yep you know so part of what i've been working on right now is eh, whether it's ever will go public or not but it's a little bit of a curriculum first for myself to say these are all the types of photos that I take on a wedding day. Yeah. I'm doing still lifes of the rings. I'm doing still lifes of this. And I'm trying to go through and evaluate each one of those things and say, where am I strongest? Yep. And where am I weakest? Yeah. I think I do. I never go take landscapes for me. Like I'm not driving around here and pulling over because I saw a barn. Really? I see it all the time. I see yeah. it in my head and I'm like, that would be cool. That'd yeah. be a cool spot. So I'm, I'm taking kind of like mental pictures, but I don't really take them with my camera. Yeah. Um, it isn't until I have someone in the car that I'm like, we're going to stop yeah. right here. We're going to stop yeah. right here. But my process is mainly driving around. Yeah. So I'm trying to look at it. And so I do a good job on the landscape. I like the editorial thing. I think I'm really yeah. good at posing women well, moving quickly. My still life work is pretty weak. My food photography is pretty weak. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to look at the places where I have lack and say, yeah. I either need to start hiring a second shooter and really helping them develop or making sure that someone is good at the things that I'm bad at. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like I've fired, like Austin Day shot with me for years, but he's a great first shooter. Yeah. And so when he would work for me, like on the second, third year, I would have every shot that I took from like 15, and his timing was perfect. Yeah. But he's like 15 degrees off and not, it's like, I don't need the, the same group picture. photos from yeah. a little bit over. I need yeah. like one of those or something. Yeah. So, one of the things that I've been trying to work at is um, because in our world, there's not usually a right and a wrong answer. Right. But there is a right and a wrong answer over time when you start to say, man, I don't do these well. Yeah, I don't yeah. do these well. This part of me needs to develop. Yeah. So one of my goals has been, one, to try to lean into my strengths. And yeah. so when I'm marketing myself saying, I want to shoot epic stuff. I want to shoot right. crazy stuff. And yeah. I think my ideal world is... Women in crazy dresses yeah. in awesome places. Yeah. I've gotten to convince a lot of people to do that. Yeah. But I don't know that that's like a great long-term yeah. plan or I don't, I don't know when that dries up. Yeah. Um, and not, that isn't for everybody. Right. You know, I think both of us are like at a place where it's like, I want to be a certain price point that it isn't fully accessible to the entire world. Not yeah. everybody needs, yeah. not everybody wants to get in a boat. Yeah. Not everybody wants to do, yeah. you know... And that's okay. I think maintaining that flexibility where mm -hmm. you don't get smashed into one category where you just, and I think you do a good job with that too. No, it's called I don't have any money. And so (laughs) I take all the work because I need to do anything that pays. (laughs) I I have the mindset of I am not going to be categorized. I want to have that flexibility of I can at any moment. A good storyteller tells any story. Yes. Correct. I could totally see you being a travel photographer but put good looking people in the picture like you are so good at let's go to wherever north carolina (laughs) and and you'll be like that's amazing and it's an amazing photo yeah yeah and you have that personality that you could travel traveling terrifies me really i'm so scared to go travel by myself (laughs) i've had people ask me to travel and i'm like oh my gosh everything's gonna get lost i'm gonna get lost i'm gonna die yeah i'm gonna get kidnapped but you seem like someone I love it. who could just it. like, let's do it. But man. I don't, do you know what's crazy is that I don't do it for myself. Yeah. Like I love it with other people. Right. Um, but I don't, um, I love to take road trips with my family, but we have like the safety of yeah, my your, minivan. Your I go vacation with, photos so are fun. amazing. I'm they're like, so oh, can he come take my vacation photos? I think my wife is a little bit annoyed because I just want to go places that look cool. Yeah. And then we have these kids now that like, I asked them the other day, like, where was your favorite vacation we've been on? We've been, like, the, the last cool one we did, we did Bozeman, Salt Lake, Moab, Durango, Santa Fe, oh and then gosh. back around. Yeah. And so it's like, we've done cool things. I'm like, kids, where's your favorite place we've been? And they're like, uh, Mall of America. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> That's no, how no, kids no. are. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, it's being totally lost on them. Yeah. Where Allison, and I love it. We love yeah. going places. My only fear with her is that like when I go to these great places I want to create work yeah and she doesn't want to be 
in the like that's not yeah. like her dream is not that uh she has a flowy dress on top of a mountain <laughs> she's like, like holding a baby in a correct. carrier yeah, no. <laughs> and i think we love to go experience it together but I even um, sometimes I even feel guilty if I'm someplace awesome and I can't make money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like I feel that way too. Sometimes. This would be cool. Yeah, yeah. You see a sick sunrise or like a yeah. really foggy morning, and you're like, Yeah. Would have been a good day to yeah. be getting paid right now. I wish now. I just had a model on <laughs> correct, call somewhere. <laughs> I need like two or three really hot friends that yeah. are just pretty much camera ready. Most I can't of wait the till time. my daughter is older. Yeah. Where, you know, she's more of a woman. Yeah. And I can say, let's go to that dock that has fog on it every morning. <laughs> At that point, our, totally our kids will be so it. unimpressed with yeah. us. They'll be like, that sounds like a terrible yeah. idea, Mom. <laughs> Dad. No, that, that's, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, that That's one of the ways that I've really wanted to differentiate myself. And I feel like I've tried to lean into that on the commercial side. So I feel like the main work that I've booked has been... A sense of place and then adding people in it. Well, yeah. you have a lot of people that are good at a sense of place, yeah. but not people. And you have a lot of people that are good at shooting people, but not a sense of place. Right. Yeah. So that's been an area where I have tried to differentiate myself. Yeah. I feel like you're probably more like me in your... I don't know a lot of people around here that use Photoshop really well. And it feels somewhat realistic. Yeah. And I feel like that's been a goal of mine is that... I hope you don't ever know that I used it. I just it. assumed everyone used Photoshop. No, like, they I didn't, don't. I didn't no, you know don't that. Know. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Um, I mean, maybe people listen to this and they'll send me messages. Actually, I should say this. Not a lot of people send me messages and say that they've listened. I can see from the statistics that a few of you are. <laughs> I, send you, I think I sent an email that's like, fours of people are listening to this pod- podcast. But if you ever have any thoughts, shoot me a message. I'll communicate it with Missy as well if it's something specific to her. Um... I think I want to end with just a few things that (laughs) differentiating yourself in the industry. um, There are a few people that do things that differentiate themselves these days. Uh, Like there are things like in-person sales and almost everybody I know that's doing in-person sales is getting out of it. Yeah. Um, So that's one way to differentiate yourself that I don't know that that's going to be the future. Um, are you doing IPS at all? Oh, no. Okay, yeah, me, me neither. Um, I think that I'm most annoyed by how many people are not differentiating themselves. Like, right. the things that's most annoying to me about other photographers are not that they're, like, taking an idea and it's a bad idea. It's that they all are the same. Yeah. I think one of the most annoying things you can do as a photographer is be too self-important. Yeah. So when you start to say like, hey guys, I've got a huge announcement and then it's not a huge announcement or it's just that you added two more sessions on your Saturday or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff for me. Um, Again, that's, that's being something on social media but not being something in person. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the foundation of what a business should be and it's been lost. Yeah. Because of we all but, want a quick fix and we all want to be... We don't want to There's talk no in There's no training. It's not like, okay, like if you were to open a real business, yeah. you'd come up with a five to 10 year lease, which is yeah. $200,000. Yeah. You'd have a build out of probably at least $30,000. Yeah. You have to get inventory for whatever thing it is. You know, then maybe yeah. another hundred. So just to make a million dollars this year, even if you have a decent margin, you're in $750,000. Yeah. So that's like a million dollars of selling, which is not even that much profit. So in our world, nobody, like you don't, you have to know how to have like how to set up a business on Facebook. Yeah. And you got to go to Best Buy <laughs> and get your camera. And you could take a free training course on how to have more Instagram followers. Correct. I mean, there's all this stuff and and people give you these methodologies that are uh, not tailor-made. A lot of times they're not even true or appropriate. Yeah. So it's easy to see that like the byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that even what you and I did last year by having a like, let's put on some sort of a class to communicate with people. Yeah. And it was way underpriced. Yeah. Which was kind of a fun way to do it. Right. In the sense that, like, I actually want to give this to people that want to learn. Yeah. But one of my thoughts, and I've, I've had a hard time pricing out mentoring because it's like, I feel like if somebody said, I'll pay you $25,000 for the next year to come to most of the things that you do. Yeah. I could actually make them into an incredible photographer yeah. and business person. But I don't know of anybody that's sitting on $25,000 or that would invest in their 
career in that sense. Yeah. But realistically, having somebody with me at every shoot would not be worth $25,000. Like, no. they would not bring that value to me. Right. So the hard part for mentoring is, like, it needs to be two of my second shooters are making really good money because I've, and I've let them go because they're able to do it fully themselves. Yeah, yeah. I've like given them the ability to make fifty right. to $60,000 a little year bird. On, yeah. the, on the side or, you know what I mean? So mentoring can be done really well and you can actually give somebody the ability to change their entire life and their yeah, career. Yeah. Um, but I haven't figured out how to price it. <laughs> you need to think of it as tech training. So like what Hawkeye did for me. Yeah. It's a, it's, it is something where, so like electricians and plumbers are doing it now, where instead of going to school to be an electrician or a plumber, yeah. you're doing an like apprenticeship yep. underneath somebody. And you pay them, and then eventually they pay you, and then you go off on your own. Yeah. So that's how I'm approaching it, is I don't want to not take sessions and make less money doing mentoring, because mm-hmm. I'm taking less sessions because of mentoring. So I either need to make equal amount of money or more. So that's where yep. my foundation started was I'm going to start off equal yep. and then I'll start making more. And I don't have a long-term way and I don't really want it to be a weird like, well, if I mentor you, then I make 10% of what you make the rest of your life. Oh, like no, something, no, no, no. Something that's, so I have to get my money up front. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't developed a good way. But I do... Um, I am confident that I can help bring out what is awesome in somebody. Yeah. And I can help teach them the technical side. And even more so, I can help teach them the communicative side of how to connect with people. I think that's the hardest part, though. For most people. Teaching someone to be have a good personality during the session <laughs> is hard and yeah. it's and sometimes it comes down to you're just going to have to suck it up and do it. Yeah. I know you're nervous, I know you feel like an idiot, but the more you play into that persona, you'll get used to it. You just got to do it. Yeah. That's probably the hardest part is having them break out of their nervousness and their shyness because you cannot be shy and awkward during a photo session. Yeah. They will not book with you they again. They already have someone who's we already have someone who's shy and awkward. Yeah. You don't need to <laughs> Yeah. Talk. Yes, exactly. Okay, Lizzie, you are freaking amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, how can people follow you and find you? Um, Facebook, I if you just search Missy Love Friends Photography and Instagram, I'm at Missy Love Friends Photo. Okay. Is there any other thing of yours that you want to plug? Um, no, no mentoring classes or anything like that. I'm. I always do a spring small group, okay. and then I do a fall small group. And it's all been booked up for the next three years. It's so good <laughs> luck. And I do sprinkle one-on-ones every once in a while, but uh, mainly the studio is my big plug. I'm excited for everyone to see that, and Sweet. I'm excited. I'll probably live in it for a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey babe, I'm not coming back to the yeah, house I'm tonight. Gonna I'm staying see, up and I'm just gonna Mom's do cartwheels bed. in my studio yeah. and be so happy. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you.